0: Hey everyone, thank you for taking the time to join in with Uncommon Women Podcast, a dope podcast to bring light to reality from real life people sharing real life stories with a host of women having real life talk, the good and the bad with no judgment. Uncommon Women's loyalty is here to support those that need a safe space to speak their truth and rawness to the world. Tune in relax take notes and let's vibe here are your hosts uncommon women
1: good evening everyone hi i'm jenny lee and we are uncommon women and shanara Um, you could go and introduce
2: Tyra. (laughs) Hi everyone. So I'm Shanira and this is our new co-host Tyra. She's going to be joining us for 2023. I'm super excited uh, for this journey. Uh, This is our first episode for season six. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Tyra, what is something
3: that you're looking forward to uh,
2: with Being Uncommon
3: Women this year? Honestly, a lot. But uh, to make it short, I'm definitely looking for longevity, sisterhood, um, a lot of women that are uncommon, but have one thing in common, and that is striving, you know, perseverance. I'm just so excited to work with a lot of strong women, independent women. And one thing we have in common is we have strong faith and strong goals. So. Yes, yes,
2: yes, yes. So I'm super excited for what this uh, year has to bring with Uncommon Woman. We definitely got some dope uh, guest speakers this year. And we sure do. Let's get right into <laughs> it. Uh, we have an amazing Ashley that's going to be coming on sharing her testimony today. Uh, she's what you call a Coatesville celebrity. Uh, she's definitely been through um, a lot of trials and tribulations, but. God has definitely had his life on her um, in regards to blessing her as well. She's a business owner. She also does academy. So we'll get into that as well. Um, But before we get into that, thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on and being a part of Uncommon Women. Thank you, Uncommon Women, for having me. Okay, so before we get into your testimony, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do for fun?
4: Um, I like to hang with my family and friends. I like to do, like, game nights. Um, I like to party, and I love to cook. I love to travel.
2: Okay, and what do y'all do on game nights? Give me some games that y'all be playing.
4: Um, we play, like, drinking games, uh, okay. like Never Have I Ever. Um, it's a couple others that I don't really remember the names to. <laughs> um, and we've been playing, like, Uno and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Now what's are the, you good the, Uno. <laughs> Uno I
3: love Uno. I love me some Uno. You gotta, you
4: gotta, you gotta see, play that. Uno Flip. There's different types of ways to play Uno. Uno. Yeah, that's right.
3: very true. That's very true though. Uno I Flip I,
4: changes the whole game to Uno though. Yeah. Now what's I, Uno
2: Flip?
4: Yeah, you gotta oh, get yeah. it. You gotta get it. <laughs> oh, <I don't,
2: laughs> that's not well, the one with the writing
4: on the cards, is it? Uno Flip is the one that's it's double it's double-sided cards. So like if somebody puts down, throws out a card. You literally flip your hand and now your whole hand changes to whatever is on the back. Of the no,
2: uh, no, 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 no. I don't know about this. I'm going to no. have to invite myself to one of your game nights. Yeah.
1: I'll be right <laughs> behind you because I'm, like, yeah, you be right you, I'm trying right. to figure what what this uno flip thing
2: is.
4: <laughs> I'll be having one soon. Okay. Okay.
2: We'll be the of Woman going to be in the building. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get into, before we get into your testimony, can you tell us a little bit about your childhood and how was, um, how was your life growing up in Coatesville?
4: So my life growing up in Coatesville was pretty good, you know, like I was in a two-parent household. Um, I, uh, grew up with just my little brother. Uh, it was, it was pretty decent, you know, as far as like in home, like kids were a little harsher to me like you know when i moved to coastal. i mean i I moved to coastal when i was seven so i was young you know okay but um at the same time i also had a lot of different types of friends i hung with like a lot of different types of people where did you move from Oh, I I only lived in Thorndale. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't live too far, but you know, <laughs> Thorndale and Colesville as a kid is two different. It's two different levels. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
3: Was, as a kid, a move is devastating. Anyway, so it's like yeah. five each other.
4: <laughs> oh, did you at least go to a different school? Yes, I did. I okay. did, and okay. it was a move. <laughs> it was a move. <laughs> I mean, I'm not from.
1: uh, from where you're from, but it it, it sounds like from somewhere from where I kind of live where
4: people be like, oh, I'm from this area, but you're like five minutes from me. Yeah. Like (laughs) the the town that I'm from, the town (laughs) that I'm from is really small. So it's like, you know, I grew up around a lot of like my family and like friends and everybody's like connected, you know, and like to describe how small my town is. I just tell people that we have one high school. So everybody ends up at the same high school. Mm -hmm. Most of our parents and everything like that, you know, um, went to the same high school that we graduated, that I graduated from. So how was high school? High school was okay. Um, I had, like I said, I hung with a a lot of different types of people. Um, And then I also had, for whatever reason, a lot of people did not, I don't even want to say a lot of people, but uh see a majority of people didn't really care for me growing up in high school. Hmm. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Um I was like, I don't know. I, I don't even, you know how in high school you have like a cool crowd, the nerd crowd and all yeah. That? I feel like I was just like I don't even know what what category I would be put in because I had cool friends. I had nerdy friends. I had, yeah, you know, there was bullies. I probably was a bully to some people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I was just like in the mix of everything. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's like you were trying to fit in at the same time with the crowd because you. Yeah. Like
4: I would try to, I wasn't, I wasn't like a chameleon. Like I didn't try to just fit in with whoever i kind of wherever i was i just fit in okay and then to some people i just didn't so i would like it kind of started in middle school where people would bully me people would put their hands on me and i wouldn't even honestly i wouldn't do anything because i was afraid of getting in trouble more at home than getting in trouble in school because my dad was really strict on me
2: Mm. so it
4: was like you know i i like had to take in a lot of things, you know, growing up. So it was kind of like bad with the way that some people treated me growing up. Oh, okay. And
2: the way that some people treated you, is that something that carried on in your adult life or is it just something that, you know, you was able to realize when you were a child and you stopped
4: dealing with those type of people? So I would say in my adult life, uh i did i don't i i kind of got to a point in life where i'm like hold on like i'm grown like you can't treat me this way you i'm not you know i learned that people's barks are bigger than their bites so i kind of stood my ground and to be honest a lot of the people that i didn't get along with in high school i start hanging with after high school Mm -hmm. Um, We kind of made amends and, you know, we were young, so it was kind of like, you know. But as an adult, I did gain different people who may not um, see me in the best light. Um, Some of those people were my friends, you know. It'd be the people closest to you, you know how to say, it's the people closest to you. So that hurt, too, as well, growing up, like, dealing with people that you think is, your friends, like you know, like to the end, like we, you know, people that I might have broke my back for, or did the most for, or let stay with me, and you know, just it's so many different things that I've done, and I've like allowed people in. When, like, the way that I handle and take friendship is so deep to me, it's more like family than anything, right?
1: It's loyalty.
4: yeah, yeah, it's the loyalty, mm-hmm. and then I found myself being. Like, more into my friends than my own family, too, at times because I was just so young and I was out on my own, living on my own and things. So, my house was like the hangout house. So, mm-hmm. all the guys and all the girls, you know, want to hang at my house, you know. And
3: it's easier to maintain friendships rather than family because sometimes your family wants the best for you. Your friends yeah. have fun with you.
4: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that, that's perfect how you said that because. I feel like, you know, me not having kids, I feel like my house was just like, oh, we could go over Ashley's house and do whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Out of the friends that I hung with, I was the first one that had my own place. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, on the good side of things, I taught some of my friends how to cook and you know, how to like be, I don't want to say how to be an adult, but just like, what's the word I'm looking for? Independent. Oh, Independent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I got into a lot of fights. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's just because, like, I spoke my mind. Social media became popular, and I was just on there just being who I am and being real and saying real things, and it didn't agree with some people. Mm-hmm. Um
0: Yeah.
4: Fighting over guys, you know, just <laughs> – Ashley, what type of stuff were you posting? <laughs> <laughs> like, um no filter I stuff, know. probably. <laughs> I would like I was I was considered a cyber bully, I guess. Like so, but but to be honest with you, it's crazy because the things that I was doing back then that people frowned upon is common now. Mm-hmm. Like people post, like I might see a fight and I post a fight. Like you know what I'm well, saying, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And if, and if it what didn't go in somebody's favor, it was like
3: you know, just weird. Yeah, yeah, right.
4: Why would you post that? Right. I mean, and you so were, I, just I got into a lot of different mm. stuff. Like now that I'm older and I'm more mature, I realized okay. that some of the things that I was doing, I can see how it triggered the actions that came back on mm. me from the stuff that I was doing.
2: Mm, you brought up a good point. So can you give us some examples on some of the toxic situations that led to eye openers
4: as an adult? Mhm. So some toxic situations that led to eye openers as an adult? Mhm. Uh well, I feel like my choice of men uh wasn't wasn't always the best. Um Growing up, I never really like you know how girls have like boyfriends in high school and stuff like that. I never yeah. had. It. I I don't like guys. My in my age weren't really. I don't feel like I really clicked with them. So mm-hmm. like my mm-hmm. my high school boyfriend was an adult. He was like twenty one. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. Okay. So Um, and I feel like a lot of that comes from like uh not getting the best love that I really really would have wanted from like my father figure you know mm-hmm. um yeah so I just like any guy that gave me consistency I would yeah. cling to that mm-hmm. so um with that being said like my first love would became abusive to me and um I never been in that situation because I was young so like it um he kind of like lost his mind in a sense so like he was like doing things to me but I loved him so Mm. I stuck around for it and I like experienced and went through a lot with that like I have a chip tooth and everything from him still to this day and it's like crazy because I was so afraid to tell my mom Mm. you know because I still loved him and I I I was one of the people you know that couldn't let go so Mm. that's you know if my mom would have known it could have gotten handled in a different way but right. I like that from yeah. Her. Yeah. um and then just somehow I ended up like the following boyfriends after that abusive somehow like everything will be good and then now this guy's putting his hands on me and then like the one that was like over the top was like um um one of my one ex-boyfriend shot me so wow that was like crazy um that happened in 2015 so it's been a while and I'm like pretty healed from that but um it was like a lot of abuse that that was just like the the ending and he did go to jail and everything for that so I just feel like I don't know I would I've I've endured a lot of toxic situations because I'm so nice and I'm such a sweet person and I see the potential in people
3: Yeah, I was going to say even with your friends you said you were the nurturer so mm -hmm. it's easy prey if you're an abusive man like you know to care for you Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like you're genuine everything you do is sincere so
4: I had people like I had friends steal from me I had Mm -hmm. an ex steal from me you know, just it just be the most random weirdest things. And I, I remember one day breaking down so bad to one of my friends when um one time I, I was in a relationship with this guy and my girlfriends, they knew that he was dealing with another female. Wow. And I didn't know. So they wrote a status on Facebook. I'll never forget this one of them wrote a post on Facebook like one of my friend's boyfriend messed with somebody, but should I tell her or not? Like she kind of like made a post like that. So then my other (laughs) so-called friends go on the comments like, nah, because she going to run her mouth. It was crazy. It was like they were like having a whole session about me. Mm -mm. And when I finally figured everything out, and I went to one of my friends that was on the post, like, yo, I know you guys were talking about me uh-huh. and, and it hurt me. And it got so deep that she even cried, to, cried to me as I was telling her. But when I was able to finally tell her, I already done cried my tears, you know, and I just yeah. was letting her know, like, as my friend, we bid and we do that type of thing together. Right. Other people, not each other. Yeah. So like, that was like a hurt piece, like as in my young adult years, stuff like you know, like with that.
2: What lesson um, did that bring upon your life about those type of friendships? Like, are you still friends with those girls or
4: as um, you have revolved, did you cut them off? Uh as time went on and as I leveled up in life, they kind of fell off on their own. Mm-hmm. Like God, mm-hmm. that's, that's true. yeah,
3: you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, God will do that. God
4: will do God that everything, right? Yeah. You, know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how people are hand you the scissors. It's like some of them handed me the scissors. Some of them called, think that they cut me off, and yeah. you know they may have, but it might have hurt at the time. But yeah, now it feels good. Like I don't have that drama. I don't have, you know, the, I just, I have my peace. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not really yeah. friends with them. Some of them, you know, like I might still speak to them and things like that, but I just try to stay away from the toxic, the toxic. You love it from a distance, right? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's the best thing anyone can ever do, especially yeah. if it's toxic. Mm-hmm. Right. That's good.
2: So- That's good. Go ahead, Jenny.
1: Yeah. So at, at the point that you've gone through so much in your life and you got to a point where you were feeling lost, how did you fill those voids in your life from, you know, from the situations that you have gone through? How did you actually fill them? Not just with men and relationships when you did you at one point become aware that you were filling these voids?
4: Um, so I was doing hair throughout. These years, okay. and um, it wasn't really hair was always like a side hustle for me. It was always just like I'm getting money. I don't care, you know. Right, it is what oh, it right. is. I'm getting paid. I, you know, yeah. It was more so something that I knew how to do to make me money on the side of having these nine to five jobs. So um, okay, when I was in the The last toxic relationship that I was in, it was like, he would be like, if I was trying to do hair, he would like run out on me or it would just always be something. And I couldn't concentrate and focus on my client. Like I would be like messing people's hair up, you know, like, you know, just trying to hurry up and get done and chase after him and stuff like that. Mm. So after, I don't know what it was that I couldn't get away from him and like how I kept letting him back in. So after me being shot, it was like, that's it. Like he was gone gone and, you know, he was locked up. So he wasn't in my way. So Mm. I noticed that. After I got shot, I just began to start doing more hair and then I started doing more hair and more hair. And I remember the nurse telling me, like, for whatever reason, you're you scare me because like she was, I think you're going to need counseling because like you're just so calm about this situation. You're not like I guess I wasn't reacted to me being shot the way that she expected me to. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's because I know who did it and it wasn't like a random mad guy that just hit yeah. to me. But um, I just remember telling her, I'm okay. I have God. I had started going back to church. And I just, I think what took my mind off of being down and depressed uh, was me just doing hair. Like mm-hmm. I did hair through all that. And then... um. I end up getting in another relationship and I was happy and I'm like all right I'm going to start taking hair more serious you know my mom done got me a uh a- a Whole vanity set and turned my dining room into like a house shop, so I you couldn't tell me nothing. I'm like, oh yeah, I got, yes. I got my own <laughs> inside my house, and I swore I was doing. And you know, at the time I was doing something, mm-hmm. and um, it was just like people were just like motivating me, like, you need to take this more serious, go to school, go to school, go to school. Mm-hmm. And um, with that being said, when I got with my last boyfriend. He was like so supportive of what I wanted to do. He came in and he was like a good man to me. He showed me. He was like he showed me what like how how and how I should be treated and what I mm. mean to be to me. Mm. And um and when I went to school, he supported me. He just was like go to school, don't worry about anything. But um so that was good and I did end up going to school and then like 3 months before I graduated, my boyfriend passed away. So then that was like oh. a whole nother hurt piece for me. Um, this was wow. in 2018. So it was just like, all right, I, I I healed from the 2015 trauma and now here we are 2018. Life was good, I was happy, Ray graduated, and now my boyfriend's gone. So wow. it put me back into a whole nother depression, but I still kept going to school. I ended up graduating. I still continue to do hair. And like my teachers were like, what are you doing here? How are you? How are you here? And it was just like, I'm not gonna stay home by myself and and like, you know, be all depressed to myself. Like I live by myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just kept going and I just feel like hair was my therapy. I just never stopped doing hair. It was just hair, hair, hair. Like, from the first first thing I do when I wake up to me going to sleep, it was just, like, an all-day thing.
2: Was that – do you feel like, you know, you had three months left of school? Do you feel like that was kind of, like, motivating you um, from the transition of losing the best thing that kind of happened to you?
4: Um it so, definitely I definitely <laughs> I definitely felt like I had to keep going. Yeah. Um I wasn't going to let that stop stop me. Um it did make me think about a lot of the things that me and him might have bickered about like mm-hmm. like stuff start happening like I I had got perfect attendance so I got to finish school early right. and I was um accepted into the um honors um honors classes. And I remember one time he's like, he he wanted me to stay home from school. And I'm like, no, I got to go to school. I'm trying to be in honors. And he's like, well, you better not stay home. For you. <laughs> and then it was just like, like, so like when certain things were happening for me, it was just like, babe, I hope you see this. Like, I hope you're watching me. Like, I, I made it to honors. I remember we argued about this, you know? And then like, it was just like very emotional when I graduated. You know, like, just, like, dang, you know, he, he's not here to see this. And then mm-hmm. a couple years later, I never stopped doing hair, never stopped doing hair. And, like, three years after I graduated, I ended up opening up a salon. And, it and it and like, my first week in my salon, I was just so, like, I was so excited about it because I got, like, a lot of work done to it. So it wasn't, mm-hmm. like, as I was preparing to open it, it was, like, three months before I actually open so when i finally got to work in my salon it was i didn't realize how emotional it was going to be for me like i was in here crying like i'm like oh my god i'm in my own shop and i'm like i don't clock in no more i use the key (laughs) (laughs) so exciting and like with my grand open and i just always mention my boyfriend that passed because he was one of my number one supporters you know, hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. wow, and That's I'm weird. and he's an angel now looking down on you. Yes, he
1: is. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad
4: that I'm able to like speak on him and on that and be able to like smile, you know, and not cry. You know, I definitely had my moments, I definitely had my moments, but mm-hmm. you
3: know, it's so <laughs> crazy though because it's like he supported you through school and but then mm-hmm. air healed you from losing him. Like, it all worked together. Wow. Yep. That's so sweet.
1: Yeah. Divine connection. It just all added
3: up together. Amazing. amazing. Everything happens for a reason. Right. So so you got
2: to keep going. So how has life been being a business owner and, you know, having a salon?
4: So um, I love having the title of being a business owner. I love that I work for myself. Uh, It's definitely like. No handbooks for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about all the good in the bad. <laughs> definitely experience it's a whole different experience. And you definitely go through ups and downs as a business owner. Like um, I remember like a couple months in, I'm like, this ain't going hell. I thought it was. I don't know. I think I'ma just let it go and get back to how I was. You know, I was getting discouraged for a minute. Um, and, you know, I'm glad that I stuck it out. So as far as like, um, me letting go of my shop, I was never, I never did it. Um, I actually got motivated to, um, start a beauty academy for kids. So that was one of the things that kept me. It was like that, that motivated me to keep my salon and to, move how i want and do what i want without having to ask anyone else questions because i actually was i actually had like a whole nother plan and then when i start talking to the guy i'm like i don't like how this is going like i know what i want to do and i'm already yeah. doing what i want to do so i'm gonna you know continue what i'm doing so with that said i started um a sugar slaves beauty academy for young girls from the ages eight to sixteen
3: um, yeah, what, what about,
4: the, the adults, yeah, no, no <laughs> <everybody> <laughs> I might do one soon, that would but, be so- um, so with this, it was like, uh, prior to me doing hair and all that, I love working with kids. So that was like, I thought I was going to be a teacher. So I was working in daycare and then I already had connection with children. So this was a double win for me. It was like, okay, I actually get to do what I love times 2. And mm-hmm. um I I kind of did it without putting it, no I don't want to say without putting any thought to it, but it was like the idea came my way and then two months later I put it together. Mm-hmm. So total I had a a total of like 22 girls that graduated from my academy. I had two different um two week programs. They were taught how to do uh, makeup, facials, eyelashes, braids, sew-ins, crochet. Some of them did color. I took them on field trip, on a party bus. Um, We went out to eat. Like, I I had a whole little beauty camp, and it was really exciting. Um, I really connected even more with some of the young girls. Like, it made me feel good doing that within my community. And now, like, I remember... um, before my classes started, this little girl was in the car with her dad, and I was going in the gas station. And when we got in there, she was like, are you the lady that's doing the beauty kit? And her dad was like, I don't know what she's talking about, but she was on you from the car. And she was like, How much do it cost? So it was like really cute because, you know, like. the the girls they're talking and Mm -hmm. I felt like I was something for them to look up to um and this Mm -hmm. summer I was awarded a um, proclamation for um during was it like black business month or Mm -hmm. something like that Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so one of the groups of girls were able to come and see me get the award they actually were able to take um a picture with the Chambers of Commerce um while I um you know, when I um, accepted the award. So that was really nice. I feel like them seeing that just was like motivation. Like right. I was I was real open with the girls. Um, my second group was a little older. So I was, you know, more open with them. Like, look, y'all, I'm nervous. I never did this before. So y'all got me <laughs> my support. Like, right. yeah. And um, they did really good. Um, I actually really connected. My first group, they were a little younger. The girls, they were crying, leaving me. And it got really emotional on their... Um, on their graduation day, but mm-hmm. that was something really, really nice. I do plan on doing it again this year. Um okay. It's a couple of things I'm gonna do different, but I am gonna still do that. I I feel like I can't let the let the girls or the boys down because it can go either way. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So I, honestly, I, so <laughs> I, <love them.
4: laughs> I, know, I had I had some children from uh. From Malvern, I had children from Philadelphia. I had a little girl from Delaware, so it wasn't even oh. just Coastfield And a lot of the community was very supportive with with my summer camp. I had like volunteers and everything like that. That is so good. So, so I was so like good. happy that I'm able to like okay, like like I can do this, you know, like just yeah. like you know. So it was like I I did get discouraged at first. And then, you know, the camp motivated me. And now that that was over, it's like, okay, I got my year down. And I had a big old party. (laughs) Because for my one-year anniversary was just like, I almost didn't make it. So I had an orange party. And it was just everybody wore orange. And the thing was, "Orange, you glad I made it? So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I did definitely do a big. But, you know, I'm I'm shooting for the five-year one now. Let's let's go.
2: Let's go. Yes. So what motivates
4: you now? Uh, what motivates me now is just, uh, to be honest, it's my uh, my memories on Facebook. Mm. My memories on Facebook mm-hmm. motivates me because I was so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I was so determined to, like, make it somewhere, and I just, I would post my hairstyles, and I was so confident, you know what I mean? And I just Mm -hmm. was so, like, yeah, lace wear, and (laughs) (laughs) stuff like that, and, like, I post my house shop, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm a boss now, I'm a real boss, and now I look, and I'm like, hold on, I'm really, I'm, I'm doing even better at hair. I have a nice salon, like I'm. That motivates me to keep the same energy because sometimes I get down. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I get like, uh, or I won't even post some things, and I'm like, why am I not posting my stuff when I was posting this stuff all confident before? Like, why Mm -hmm. am I being so hard? And you know, like going back to like me going through things, like even as far as hair, I would have people pick on me about that. It will always be something like mm-hmm. slay or betray or screenshotting my pictures and sending them to their friends and mm-hmm. just always having something to say and just not being not noticing the hustle in me, just right. wanting to pick at me. Negative. So like, yeah, yeah, I feel like some of the. I wasn't always a negative i don't feel like i'm a negative person i feel like i was viewed as that but i feel like um it follows. it follows you so like you yeah. know i definitely have like the tough skin for it you know but it gets it gets crazy sometimes you know i'm still i actually opened a business in my hometown um right now i am the only one working inside my salon i So if anybody wants a job, you know, go ahead and
2: promote. Go ahead,
3: girl. Um, Go ahead. I can't do
4: any hair, but I'll answer a phone. (laughs) And sometimes that can like discourage me sometimes a little bit because it's like, dang, you know, nobody won't work here, or not to say nobody wants to work here, but just looking around, like, okay, like I have to like really have an even deeper muscle. And one thing I learned about having your own business nobody cares about your business the way you care about it that's, that's like right. your business is your baby like nobody's going to take care of your baby how you going to take care of it so yes i have my business and yes i can have somebody work here but they can quit any day and i learned, yep. that, real fast. <laughs>
3: I learned yeah. that real
4: fast so it's just like you know it'd be a lot yeah. but i love it i wouldn't change it um I'm still trying to figure out my way, exactly what and where I want to be, but I feel like I'm in a good place and my success is like, it's good. I -hmm. came a long way to get where I'm at. When Mm -hmm. I finally was in my shop working, like when I told you I was getting emotional and things like that, I'm like, this is why I went through that. Mm-hmm. this is why i mm-hmm. lost my friends this is why i got shy and i did it. this is why you know like he knew i was strong enough to endure all those things and you know when you ask those questions like why me why this happened mm-hmm. like i wasn't raised this way yeah. like, happened to me i would have never thought this would happen to me but once i got my shot it was like oh Okay, I see what you did there, okay, guys right. no. I see what you did <laughs> like some of those questions became like not so much questions. I was able yeah. to understand more of what was going on with me or like you know, like at each and every traumatic incident that I went through from kid to adult, I just kept growing from it i I never let it you know bring me down too much.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so good. It's like he made your pa- he turned your passion into purpose. That's amazing. I love it.
3: Yeah. For sure. That's yeah. good. And you know, I mean, what's that post? It's like God heard conversations you didn't hear. Like certain people didn't fit in your shop. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You, you wouldn't he have supported the academy. You know, mm-hmm. like you never know. You never know. Mm-hmm.
2: And I believe God
4: is going to place the people... That you need in your circle around you. No, and I feel like he started doing that so far. Mm-hmm. I have like, I, I have some great new friends in my life. I got some friends That's that amazing. have businesses. I have friends that I can relate to now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when you have a business, like I can't, like my parents works. You know, my parents didn't have a business. You know, like I feel like um, our age group. Is on a different wave, like we mm-hmm. all about trying to make money and mm-hmm. have a business, and then the pandemic that showed who really had the hustle and them and who didn't, right. you know what I mean. So, with that being said, I just feel like um I, I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's gonna come back yeah. to me. But what was I saying? We were talking about the people around you, how oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, you know I was just saying, like, I can't call I can't, like, call my mom and be like, hey, mom, so, you know, this happened today at the shop, or how do you think I should handle the situation? Like, somebody that doesn't understand or don't know the business, it'll be like, well, say this, and who cares, (laughs) or whatever, you know? You know, (laughs) it might be some real live business situation and it's like who do I turn to so like now I kind of have friends where it's like girl this happened like how you think I should handle this or I got a customer complaint but it ain't my fault it's hers so how can I flip (laughs) this where (laughs) she understand and I don't sound like I'm being Mm -hmm. too you know like or just anything you know like we definitely have our days where it's like it's slow this week I don't know where am I not you know these bills is coming and these You know, clients is canceling, you know, you definitely go through like ups and downs, but I just always, it feels good to like motivate my, my friends that are on the same level as me as well. Or, and even not, it just feels good to be like, girl, like I might have a moment one day, but then I might be good today. And then she might Mm -hmm. have a moment. And it's like, girl, I can't wait till we look back on these, these, these days and laugh at this right, right. Be like girl see we're gonna be on the island somewhere about some top changer you know what i'm saying right so you know i'm just excited and can't wait to see where god what god has for me and what's next in my life because i never imagined none of this i've never right. thought i was ever going to be doing hair i do a lot of people's hair i have like mm. over 600 clients Whether they came one time or come all the time, I I had a a clientele that I stay busy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of her clients too. (laughs)
2: Listen, I'm I'm my own
1: client. I'm going to be your third. I'm going to be the third one. (laughs) I'm
4: one girl. I can't wait. (laughs) So you know, like I just never imagined none of this for me, and even Mm. people that was around me that would be like, "Girl, you need to get a shop." I see you in the shop, and I'm like, "What now? I ain't get no shop." Mm. And like now that it's here, it's like a lot of people like we just knew that was gonna happen. Right. But me, you know, this is my life, and I'm in this, and I'm like, I don't really yeah. see, you know, what y'all see. But I'm just thankful that God was able to bless me the way that He did to make me feel like my hard work is definitely paying off. Mm-hmm. Um, being a business owner is definitely a 24-hour job um uh. and i was also happy that i was able to motivate young girls um and and have something for them to do because my community is not it's nothing like how it was when i was growing up we always had things to do and um like right now we don't even have a pool you know what i'm saying A swimming mm-hmm. pool. For the kids. so it was just really nice that i was able to do something with them um you know you never know what kind of life they have at mm-hmm. home and anything so like I made it where they literally was getting one on one help with everything that we were doing. I wanted them to actually take and learn from what Mm -hmm. they were, what we were teaching them. And I told them like, what they learned with me is something that they can take throughout their life, whether they really become a stylist or just they might have kids and some of them learn how to braid hair. You know the kids. These days, they're used to the iPads and the iPods and the Mm -hmm. internet. Growing up, we all were braiding baby dolls' hair, so some of them didn't know how to braid. Um, Yeah. You know, it was just fun being able to teach them stuff that I thought kind of came natural when it came to us being younger, Um, they were allowed on their phones, but none of them were on their phone. It was just so cute to me. You know, I was like, you know, y'all can make TikToks and you can have your phone, but only to make a TikTok. They were so interested in what I was teaching them and what they were learning that the phone was like the last thing they were worried about.
2: Mm, that's mm. awesome. We do have some comments.
4: Uh Anisa is
2: saying those girls you uh, mentored at Cam I'm sure would love to work for you. Keep inspiring. The right people will show up for work. Thank you. Right.
3: Thank that's you. So much. Mm. <laughs>
2: um she also asked for the address. Um she would love to support and her daughter is 11 and she would love to do, love for you to do her hair.
4: Ah oh. I'm excited. My address is um 735 East Lincoln Highway, Coastville, PA. Sweet D as in dog. And then here's our website
2: in case you do want to um, reach out and book an appointment. You can reach out to Shika
4: Sleeze And um, my email and phone number should be on there. So yes, yeah, definitely give me a, a, a holler.
2: so before we close out um i did want to ask a question before jenny does the closing and if you could give advice or um say something to inspire the the youth or anyone that's been through what you've been through whether it's fake friends toxic relationships or just not knowing their self what would it be
4: my advice would be to um Never stop believing in yourself. Um, Don't let other people bring you down. Uh, Stay motivated. Um, Find something that you really like and love to do and just try to take off with it. And put God first. That's on my page. I, I Remember to keep God first. And, you know, that's like to sum it up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <But> I think <hate laughs> um i mean i'm all smiles like i thought this was going to be really emotional for me but you guys made me feel good being able to say, that. you? Yeah, say that's, that, to
1: that's what <laughs> our platform is about just making yeah. you know making our guest speaker to ch- to share their stories and just feel comfortable because we all have a story to tell
4: so. yeah i say all this with a smile but it definitely was like mm-hmm. a lot of tear blood, sweat, and tears that came mm-hmm. into this. Um yeah. and you know, for me, I found my uh passion um with hair and you know, so for me that's what it was, but I would just try to not soak up in the negative things or like the, the depression and everything like that. Cause I definitely went through all that. So once you mm. once you see yourself outside of where you've been you'll definitely even even though when i was depressed i didn't even realize and know that that's what it was until right. after i i've healed from that
3: right So mm-hmm.
4: you know like you just i that's a place i don't want to go back to so you just okay, have yeah. to stay determined. and keep pushing, right Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. thank you it. so
1: Nana. thank you ashley so much for coming on and sharing your story and we have one question we ask all our guest speakers what makes
4: you uncommon so i feel like what makes me uncommon is even after all the hurt and the pain that i've endured i still feel like i can love again i feel like i'm one of a kind Mm -hmm. and um the things that I've endured, others have like asked me, like, how are you still sane? How are you not on medicine? Like, how mm. how are you okay? And I just thank God that I'm able to still have a sound mind and still able to be a better version of me.
1: Mm. Mm. Amen. <laughs> I love that. That's really, that's really dope. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in. And thank you to um, our uh, audience for tuning in this evening. So, I want to speak on a couple new things that Uncommon Women is going to be doing this season, starting this season. Um, Anyone, if you have a business or are trying to start a business, uh, we uncommon women are here to help you. We are here to help you grow your business. So we do have some proposals and some packages. You can contact you can contact us at uncommon women podcast, as well as if you um, if you or anyone you know that has a great testimony that wants to come onto our platform, you can also use the same email that I just mentioned. Um, also for Tyra we she's going to be starting she's going to be doing uh motivational mondays to start the week off great empowering and and inspiring and encouraging and i'm looking forward to that this season because that's going to be inspiring me too and starting my week brand new and fresh and then also make sure you follow us on youtube and our common women podcast and also, make sure you check out next week's episode. It's at 7 p.m Central. and you know what, everyone, once again, and have a good night and stay on common.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you've been shagging up with us for a while and haven't subscribed to our channel, what are you waiting for? Please like and subscribe to Uncommon Woman so you won't miss another episode and remember, Don't let anything or anyone affect your peace. Good vibes and stay uncommon.